You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. God began a good work in me. It's the title of this devotion. How I many of you believe that? If you believe it, say it. Thank you, Father, for the good work you began in me. Just say it right now. Thank you, Father, for the good work you began in me. You see, friends, God finishes what He starts. He completes what He begins. And God never abandons the work of His hands. You look throughout the Scripture in the incredible forbearing long-sufferance of God, how He endured so unbelievably long. You see, that is the great expression of His character as God. Moses had a revelation of the Lord's nature and character and glory when the Lord proclaimed this name before him in Exodus 34 and said, The Lord, the Lord, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, merciful, fatherly compassion, gracious, enabling, enabling, empowering, long-suffering, holding back his wrath, not acting on the moment of our inabilities and failings, but acting on the abundance of his goodness and truth. Oh, I find it absolutely amazing. Again and again, you would read in the scripture, and the Lord withheld his wrath for his namesake. He did not respond to their behaviors for his namesake. You see, God did not bless them because they deserved it, but because he had promised Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and he was being faithful to his promise that what he had spoken, he also did. What he had said, he also brought to pass. Like Moses says, or like Joshua said in chapter 23, 14 of Joshua, not one of the good promises that God gave us through Moses has failed. All have come to pass. And like the Lord says in Jeremiah, that he watches over his word to perform it. You see, friends, this is the greatness of God. This is the wonder of God, that what he begins, he completes. What he starts, he finishes. And I am so grateful that he had started with me and that he has began a good work in me. And he completes it. And you know the scripture, of course, here in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of me with grace. Uh, partakers of me of, uh, of grace, partake us with me of grace. For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. 
And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, and that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Dear friends, when I read these thoughts and meditate on them, where Paul says, I know that he who began a good work in you, he will complete it. He says, the love I feel for you, praying for you, thinking about you, believing with you and for you, the love I feel for you comes straight from the heart of Jesus. What I think is so needed today, especially in pastors and in leaders and ministers in whatever capacity or involvement that we have in the privileged work of our Savior here to whatever age they are, young, toddlers, babies, to adults and to all precious souls, that we never disconnect from the love of our Savior for them because we're not here to represent ourselves. We're not here to represent our own ideas and thoughts. No, we don't come to people with persuasive words of human wisdom to try to win them through flattery so that what, they would give us money? What are we doing, what we're doing for? Never, God forbid, that would be iniquitous beyond measure. How can we be such deceivers to only come to people with our own feelings, our own ideas, our own thoughts about them, and then for what? For money? Never, God forbid. No, we can never disconnect from the real commission of our lives, that our life stands in reference to Christ, and that we represent Him We are His body, the temple of His Spirit, and and we sense His love for the precious people who maybe have no more hope for themselves, who maybe feel I've made the last mistake that I could make. (coughs) I'll never change. I'll never be any better. Oh, I've tried so hard and I keep failing. And all of us go through that stage in our lives (coughs) that we realize the good I want to do, Romans 7, I don't. And the bad, I don't want to do, I do. And you see, that's a tremendous spiritual growth to realize there's a difference between good and evil. And we see the difference within ourselves. We see the spirit of life in us to want to please God by honoring His Word and honoring His laws. But we see another nature within us that will deceive us to break those laws, to satisfy ourselves, to have our own ways, to have our own thoughts, our own ideas. And we go, oh, I feel miserable when I go that way. I used to live to please myself and thought I'd get so happy, but now I hate it. I've come to hate self. I want to be dead to self. And that's what Jesus said. He who loves self will die, but he who hates self will live forever. You see, you you have that realization. (coughs) And at that time, the devil will whisper at you and say, you'll never change. You've tried and you keep failing. You'll never change. And the devil's a liar. 
because he will not let you know that God himself has put that knowledge of good and evil in you now and that God himself is giving you the power to choose for the good over the evil and to follow Christ in his love and his life and his nature of self-sacrifice to please the Father instead of self. Oh, my friends, I believe, I believe the good work he began he will complete, he will bring it to fullness. And one of the Psalms that has helped me when it comes to this area where I've had my struggles in the past, oh, now I live in that constant peace that the good work he began, he completes, he perfects. I live in the day and night, I pray. And there's areas in my life where I feel I'm growing, I'm transforming where the spirit is gaining total ascendancy over my natural nature of responses of act, and I'm believing and I'm confident that he will perfect me. And the struggle can sometimes be quite piercing, but no, I will not doubt. He has brought me so far, I will not fall short now because he is able to perfect me. And one of the Psalms in disbelieving has helped me in Psalm 138, where David says in verse seven, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of men enemies and your right hand will save me. The Lord will perfect, complete that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake <clears throat> the work of your hands. That little statement, the Lord will perfect, complete that which concerns me. Your mercy, Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake of the work of your hands. Oh, I would pray it and pray it. Pray against those emotions of despair, those attacks of the devil's lies. I would never change. I would never change. Oh, friends, I would pray this verse, Father, Father, though I am going through trouble on every side, you will safely bring me through. You will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, and Lord, oh Lord, endures forever. I thank you, Father. You will never abandon the work of your hands. I am your handiwork, Father, recreated in Christ for the good work. I thank you for keep recreating me, transforming and conforming me to your own nature character and image, Father. I believe, Father, I believe. And I would pray. And some of those roots were so deep within my nature, resisting to be uprooted, resisting any transformation, insisting to culture me and insisting to remain my identity. But I am so grateful. With God, as I said yesterday, nothing is impossible. And the good work He began, He will complete and He will keep on working in us until He is uprooted. Every mind of the flesh, every response of the flesh in nature and formed us anew through Jesus Christ. I believe it with all my heart. You know, a verse also here, <laughs> in 2 Samuel chapter 7 that really helped me. <laughs> Funny enough, I was reading a book and in it, this man of God, I think it was Ian Bounds, Edward McKendry Bounds, was looking at John Knox 
statue and said to his friends, if anybody ever makes a statue of me, be sure to make my kneeling, for there I've seen the greatest glory. And when I read that, I was in my prayer time sitting and I said to Lord, oh Lord, should I be kneeling rather than sitting? And instantly this scripture came to me. On the spot, the Holy Spirit brought it to me in 2 Kings 7 verse 18. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. (laughs) Isn't it lovely how when the Word of God lives in your heart and mind, how God can bring it to your conscience and speak to you? You see, that is mostly how God speaks to us, folks, through His living Word in our heart and mind and the Holy Spirit bringing it to our conscience. That's God speaking to us. That is His Holy Spirit speaking to us. I mean, it says in Hebrews chapter 3, as the Holy Spirit said, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart, quoting from Psalm 95. As the Holy Spirit said, the apostle said there, quoting Psalm 95. God speaks to us mostly by his word, living in our heart and mind, folks. And David says, who am I, O Lord God? What is my house that you have brought me this far? And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O Lord God, for your word's sake. And according to your own heart, you've done all these great things to make your servant know them. Therefore you are great, O Lord God, for there's none like you, nor is there any God beside you according to all that we've heard with our ears. David had a sweetness with the Heavenly Father that I want to live in day and night. He had a loveliness in his relationship with God. David went in and sat before the Lord. Oh, my loving Father, my loving Father, you have started a work in me and you keep working, keep conforming and transforming me into your likeness from one degree of your glory to another. You haven't abandoned me. You haven't set me aside. You haven't rejected me. You've loved me. In all my failings, you've been merciful. In all my falling short, you've been so gracious. Oh, loving Father, how merciful and good you are to me. I believe, Father, that the good work you began in me, you will complete and perfect that which concerns me. You know, friends, I want to take my little Bible, if I can find it here. Here it is. (coughs) Sorry. And these are verses that I read a lot because they just help me. And I need help all the time. I don't know about you. But when it comes to, because I personally believe what Smith Wickersworth said is true. Standing still is going back. We need to press on to lay a hold of that for which Christ took a hold of us. We need to not stand still. We need to keep growing and maturing in the conscious knowledge of the Lord in us and with us constantly so we also can recognize Him in others. And one verse that helps me is right here, Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show my presence, but much more because I'm absent, work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal 
and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling, self-distrust with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ, not in your own strength. For this God, who is all the while effectively at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both the will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. <coughs> and I find that thinking so utterly glorious that I keep striving. But the striving is according to the working of his power to see him bring to perfection what he's begun in me. And I've got two more closing scriptures with you. One is here in Philippians 3, but I'm going to read it to you from the King James. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Oh, come on. Philippians. I need to start on my new Bible. I haven't, and I've been reading it, but I'm just a little bit attached to this Bible, even though it's falling apart. Not that I have, Philippians 3, 12, not that I have attained or am already perfect, but I press on that I may lay a hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid a hold of us. Within the real regenerating of the Holy Spirit within us by which we are saved consistently and constantly without ceasing, which is Christ's heavenly intercession being unveiled in us, you do not get discouraged by your lower nature and that you just faint and give up because you say I'll never change. That spirit is the law of sin that's in our flesh that makes you feel I'll never change. And it can also be the accusation of the devil, you'll never change. That will go away, my friend. Let me encourage you, it will go away. As the regeneration of the spirit by which we're saved according to Titus chapter three, keeps working in us and working us, He so gains authority in us, Christ does, that that old nature that tells you you'll never change and makes you want to grow, uh, grow weary in well-doing and give up and faint, it goes away. It does go away. You will live in the joy of your salvation, unspeakable and full of glory, looking to the joy set before you of the eternal hope that you're now an heir together with Christ of all that he is with the Father and that you now have this hope and it will grow so forceful in you and so powerful that that fainting, that weariness, you know, I, I read this scripture once when it comes to that area and the Holy Spirit just used it to help me. <coughs> Um, we have, um, he says um, here, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1, Therefore, since we hold and engage in this ministry by the mercies of God, granting us favor, benefits, opportunities, especially salvation, we do, especially salvation, we do not get discouraged, spiritless, or despondent with fear, or become faint with weariness and exhaustion. He says, this incredible grace 
that we have through the regeneration in Christ is eternal life that never fails, never faints, never grows less, never diminishes. It never f- grows less. It keeps springing up with that eternal joy of Christ's heavenly life in us. And where we used to be so discouraged with ourselves, I'm not changing. I'm not, it's gone. I don't have that anymore. I am in this power of God until salvation that I'm being transformed into his likeness. And here, my last verse to help encourage you is from Hebrews 13, verse 20 and verse 21. Oh, how I love this. May the God of peace, who is the author and giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep by the blood that sealed and ratified the everlasting agreement, covenant, testament, strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be and equip you with everything good that you may carry out His will while He Himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ the Messiah to whom be glory forever and ever to the ages of the ages. Amen. So be it. Now, come on. Take that scripture from the classic Amplified, Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21, and meditate on it and begin to pray it. Father, I thank you that through the everlasting covenant you've established with me in the blood of Jesus Christ, you, my loving Heavenly Father, you, my loving Heavenly Father, are strengthening me, completing me, and perfecting me, and making me what I ought to be, and equipping me with everything good that I may carry out your perfect will while you work in me what's pleasing to you through Jesus. Father, I praise you. I give you glory forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) Have a good day, my dear friends.